0: Hey everybody, tonight's episode is about John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy was born at Edgewater Hospital in Chicago, Illinois on March 17, 1942 to John and Marion Gacy. His father was an auto repair machinist and World War I veteran and his mother was a homemaker. He had an older sister and a younger sister. Gacy was close to his mother and sisters, but had a strained relationship with his father. His father was an alcoholic and was verbally and physically abusive. He belittled his son by calling him dumb and stupid and made him feel inferior to his sisters. His mother tried protecting him from the abuse, which resulted in his father calling him a sissy and telling him that he was a mama's boy who would probably grow up to be queer. In 1960 at 18, Gacy's father bought him a car, but kept his name on the title until Gacy paid him back. His father, though, held the car over his head as a means to control him. If Gacy didn't do as he was told, his father would take the keys from him. Gacy eventually had a second set of keys made. In response to this, his father took a part off the car and refused to put it back on for three days. Once the part was back on, Gacy left home and drove to Vegas with only $136 to his name to go stay with a cousin. He eventually returned home. After returning home, he attended Business College and met Marlene Myers, who he married in September of 1964. Marlin's father owned three Kentucky Fried Chicken restaurants in Waterloo, Iowa and they moved from Illinois to Iowa, where Marlin's parents gave them a home and put Gacy in charge of managing the restaurants. Gacy's wife gave birth to their first child, a son, in February 1966, and their second child, a daughter, was born 13 months later in March 1967. During this time, his father privately apologized to him for the way he had treated him. While in Iowa, Gacy became a member of the J.C.s. He and other members were into drugs, pornography, sleeping with prostitutes and wife swapping. I'm not suggesting that all J.C.s are into these activities, but these particular members were. In August 1967, Gacy sexually assaulted a son of a J.C. member. In March 1968, the boy eventually told his father what Gacy had done to him. The father immediately went to the police and they arrested Gacy. Of course, Gacy denied the allegation. Several members of the JCS believed him and supported him. On August 30th, 1968, he paid one of his employees $300 to beat his victim up in order to scare him so he wouldn't testify. On November 7, 1968, Gacy pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 10 years at the Anamosa State Penitentiary. That same day, his wife filed for divorce. He was a model prisoner, and after serving only 18 months of a 10-year sentence, he was released. Upon release, he returned to Chicago. He moved in with his widowed mother and got a job as a short-order cook. Eventually, he would start his own construction business. His mother helped him buy a ranch style house. He was well liked in his new neighborhood. Shortly after buying the house, he reconnected with Carol Hoff, who he had dated in high school. They were married on July 1st, 1973. Two years after they were married, he told Carol that he was bisexual, and after his confession, he no longer acted interested in her sexually. He started staying out all night and returning home the next morning with work-related excuses. Carol secretly witnessed In the early hours of the morning, him going into the garage with teenage boys and through snooping found gay porn and wallets with other men's identification still inside. These wallets most likely belonged to his victims. When she finally confronted him, he got angry and told her to mind her business. She eventually asked for a divorce. Through a membership at a local moose lodge, he learned about a Jolly Joker Clown Club who entertained hospitalized children. He joined the club and created the characters Pogo the Clown and Patches the Clown. Gacy's performances as a clown later coined him the nickname Killer uh, Killer Clown. I'm trying to talk, (laughs) y'all. In case you didn't get that, what I said was, Gacy's performances as a clown later coined him the nickname Killer Clown. I'm repeating this because I'm not going to edit it out. I'm human. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. It's a part of life. Now back to the episode. Gacy murdered at least 33 men and boys. 26 of his victims' bodies were found in the space of his home. He would bring one of these young guys home, give them alcohol and drugs. He would pull out a pair of handcuffs with the pretense of doing a magic trick. At first, he'd handcuff himself, release the cuffs with a hidden key. He then let his intended victim try the trick. Once they were handcuffed, he'd rape and torture them And typically for his final act, he'd place a rope around their neck, calling it his rope trick and telling them this is the last trick. His final victim was Robert Peist, a 15-year-old part-time pharmacy worker who went to Gacy's home in response to a construction job he offered him. When Robert didn't come home, his parents filed a missing-person report. His employer named Gacy as the contractor he had gone to see. The police lieutenant happened to have a son who went to school with Peist, so he decided to further investigate Gacy. Gacy denied any involvement in Peist's disappearance or that he had ever offered him a job. On December 13th, the police got a search warrant for his home. They thought it was a possibility he might have Peist at his home. They found very suspicious items like police badges, a syringe and a hypodermic needle, and handcuffs, several driver's license, and underwear too small to fit Gacy, among other things. At 4.30 p.m. on December 21st, they got a second search warrant. They were going to search for Robert's body in the crawl space. They discovered Gacy had unplugged his sump pump, flooding the crawl space with water. They plugged it back in and waited for the water to drain. Once it drained, an evidence technician crawled into the crawl space and started digging. Within minutes, he found putrefied flesh and a human arm. He shouted to the investigators that they could charge Gacy with murder and added, I think this place is full of kids. Gacy went to trial on February 6, 1980, and was charged with 33 murders. After being sentenced, Gacy was transported to the Menard Correctional Center, where he was on death row for 14 years. In prison, he started painting. Gacy's paintings have been displayed at exhibitions and sold at auctions. On the morning of May 9th, 1994, he was taken to Statesville Correctional Center to be executed. For his last meal, he ordered a bucket of KFC, a dozen fried shrimp, french fries, fresh strawberries, and a Diet Coke. His final words were, kiss my ass. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode.